Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. What's up? What's up? How's it going, Mark? It's I don't know if great. you noticed. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm saying it's going great. I'm, it's going I'm great. Absolutely. You know, when I mean, you're drinking coffee at 1030 that it's it's a good day. That's how you know you have your life in order. Right? Yeah, covering <laughs> covering <laughs> hockey is glamorous. It is so glamorous. But um, yeah, happy to be here. Unfortunately, huge downgrade for the for the fans. But I'm here anyhow. This is true. Uh, Noha didn't get back to me tonight. We'll get her on, I, I hope, uh, at one point during the season. She's I'm guessing great. family or work life great. took priority. She is awesome. But a good consolation prize here with my co-host, Mark Dumas, who is fantastic. Lost to talk about tonight in an 8-4 to four loss to the Colorado okay. Avalanche. The return of Arturi Lekanen. Man, did he have a return in style until he got hurt. That sucks. But uh, I think the main thing that we got to focus on tonight, Mark, is that with Lekkanen in the lineup tonight, the Habs, or sorry, the Avalanche won 6-1. to one. With him in the dressing room, the Habs won 3-2. to two. So, Arturi Lekkanen, it's science. key to success. That is science right there. Sorry, folks. It is. That's how it works. Yeah. 100%. All right, let's get this show on the road. You want to bet, then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn or in Ontario. Download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Now, if you're in the mood for advertising, you can also check out sdpnshop.ca. Yeah, you can get a sticker. Yeah, get a sticker, get some of those cool Game Over mugs. There's you actually a bunch. A, you can't get an Eiffel Tower mug, but you don't want one. You want a Game Over mug. That's that's right. One. Yeah, it's way better. And way better. There's actually a lot of stuff in that shop now that I have not purchased oh. yet because they've added like the team specific Game this? Over stuff. Julian McKenzie shirt. I'm wearing it coincidentally. I'm wearing my Julian McKenzie shirt, so you can buy a oh, Julian yeah. McKenzie shirt right now. That's Who amazing. doesn't want, you know what I need though? I need Julian McKenzie shirts with the Julian memes on them. I know yeah. they're not from SDPN stuff. They're from like no, they're the from group show. chat stuff. We can't bring that out <laughs> into the public. That stuff is not meant for public consumption. Hey, shout out to everyone in the chat. What is this? The 47th game the Habs have lost in a row, but you're all here. And I think Kay, I'm not sure if she's here because she's a, she went to the game. So I hope the third period rally was fun for her because it's never fun to show up for a game, maybe your only game of the year and get blown out. So thanks to Arturi Lekkanen leaving, it was a fun game towards in the third period, at least. Yes. Yeah. Very true. Although I, you know what? I have a beef with Kay cause she called me old earlier today. You're, you're super old though. And, and that means I know I'm super old as well. Yeah. But absolutely. I don't need to be told that. Hey man, she was, I, she was making fun of Joel, you Armia for saying that Instagram reels and TikTok videos were the same thing. And I was like, they are. It's just the Instagram reels are a week behind, and I don't know don't what have any as much of, of a time limit. <laughs> so like... <laughs> like, they're the same. Listen, Gen yeah. Z people can correct me if they want. Tell me what the difference is, but it's the same. It's the yeah. same. I remember. So, oh, ICQ. Charlie's in the chat. Welcome, I Charlie. Miss ICQ. Hello. That was something that I could wrap my hands around. Oh yeah, god, absolutely. the ICQ. The worst part about ICQ was the typing sounds. <laughs> Loved it. Loved all of it. Awful. Yeah. Putting, I remember putting, doing putting that, passive... having it on my parents' computer and having like the volume way up. And I, yeah. I can't imagine how annoyed my parents were. Putting passive aggressive like song lyrics, you oh, know, yes. like as, as your name, as your way name, hoping that your crush will see it. That's how we flirted in oh, the late yes. 90s, my friends. <laughs> For those who aren't aware, you're away. It was, or, like, it do was not a terrible disturb. time. You had like a message that you could put in there. So 
everyone put like emo, um, like super emotive lyrics in there to like tell people how deep you were. Oh God. And how you're feeling at the time. So much Elliot Smith. I put so much Elliot Smith. Hey, we got a question here from the chat right now. M asks, does the bottom last team always win the first overall pick in the lottery? Hey, there's more odds, but as we saw tonight, uh, Kale McCarr was picked fourth overall. The Colorado Avalanche had like 48 points that year. It was one of the worst years on record. They didn't just lose the lottery. They fell to fourth, (laughs) which I believe they've changed the rules now, so that will never happen. But it goes to show... I mean, they had big cojones going for Kale McCarr out of that league, but hey, they picked up arguably the best defenseman in the NHL, fourth overall. So for Habs fans worried about not getting that second, that first overall two years in a row, there's still hope for a very, very good player. Right. And I think Habs fans need to calm down a little bit on Uri Slavkovsky. Like, why? Why are they? I haven't heard much about him. I, I've years. seen a lot of like paranoia that it's already a bust right because he hasn't he didn't have a good first year i don't think he was nhl right it was a, it was a bust year for development but he's not a bust yeah that's how like i i look at like people are looking like look what shane wright's doing in junior yeah like the kid's not playing in junior he's no, 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 on no. the injured list like no exactly he, he can't be putting up points right now. Uh, uh, the, the only thing i'll say is that for the Habs, I think it was a failed development year in that they kind of rode the line there. It was either keep him in, keep him top six, like really pump him up, get that confidence going, or allow him to play for Slovakia, allow him to go to Laval. And they had all those conversations, and they never erred on the side of caution. So I get why some fans are worried, but he's he was literally the youngest player in the league, and he might be the youngest player in the league next year as well. So I, I'm not... Well, over your ice Lefkowski. Bedard's going to be in the league next year. Do you, are you sure he's going to make the team? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Either way, he's still going to be one of the youngest players in his second yeah, year in the league. Which I, I'm glad I'm not on Twitter right now because people would pull up me saying this about Jesperi Kutkinami. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not worried about Slavkovsky's confidence. Even a loss like tonight wouldn't hurt his confidence. How's that for a segue? For sure. And here, the fact is, here's the other thing about Jesperi Kutkinami. He's still 22. Yeah. Like he, his he runway is not experience. gone. Yeah. He absolutely. does. Like, yeah. is he going to be a top line player? Nope. No, I don't Never. think so. Nope. But that's on the Habs. That's not on Jesperi Kokani. I mean, it's, it's a tale of caution. They made that pick. When we talk about guys getting back, okay, so Vincent Le, Ca- Le Cavalier is one that they quoted a lot that he had the same amount of ice time as Slavkovsky in his rookie year. And it's not true. Le Cavalier had more ice time, more consistent ice time. But regardless, year two, he went from 14 minutes to 20 some minutes. Now that yeah. was the big part of Le Cavalier, you know, sprouting into a an elite player. So the Habs will really have to put a lot of confidence in Slavkovsky and just play it out, man. No more dropping him, no more Kotkaniemiing him and leaving him out for games. Like Kotkaniemi was a healthy scratch towards the end of his tenure with the Habs. So a tale in the Stanley like Cup final. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So tale of caution right there. The Dom Ducharme era it was an era to forget, aside yeah. from that Stanley Cup final run. I will say, one of the things that shocked me about tonight is, I mean, obviously we could put it up to the, like, losing Lekkonen for, for the Avalanche, but uh, I saw a team that just got railroaded in the first period. Mm-hmm. Then they got that one goal, that one goal at the end of the period, and it seemed to give them a little bit of life, and... You know, people were tweeting about like, oh, it feels like Dom Ducharme's coaching out there, and this feels like the Dom Ducharme era. And I, I get, I got that in the first period for sure. I understood it, but I, there was still enough effort level to get things done and continue to be creative. Like I wrote down, 
Josh Anderson and Mike Hoffman specifically were very creative in trying to get zone entries. Did they accomplish much? Not that much. But in the second period, you could see that momentum starting to build. And this team, once again, I think the most important takeaway for games like this, where they're playing against a team that's way, way better than them. Like, this is how games should have been going for the last several weeks with all the injuries. <laughs> Honestly, I was getting right? stressed. Even though they they were losing, I'm like, man, my strength of schedule arguments kind of... But now I'm now I'm happy with the argument I made last month. Relax. It's going to get yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the, how it should have been. Yeah. The end results, they've lost seven in a row now. That's where they should be. All the games. Yeah. But they've been more competitive in games than they have any right to be whatsoever. And I saw, like, a, a guy messaged me on Twitter was saying, like, I really hope that uh, Marty St. Louis, like, tears these guys a new one tomorrow in practice. I'm like, for what? what, what? Okay, this club was designed to be a bottom five team and that's what they are right and so i think the design the key... and look at the injuries on top of it all exactly so i think the key here is that fine balance because someone mentioned to me today they're like hey did the colorado avalanche really uh, have any repercussions from that losing culture well yeah they had to gut their entire team and they had to hold mckinnon over and then they had to rest they essentially did two rebuilds there and their attendance felt about fourteen thousand. their players hated playing there so you have to have that fine balance, right? Like Nick Suzuki is a guy that has to produce to feel good. And we're seeing 50 points with a really bad team, reminiscent of Saku. But yeah, no one even to... mentioned that he hit 50 today, hey? He's I'm the pretty first sure he person... hit 50 points, did he not? Yeah, he did. He, he's at 51 now because uh, he had 49 coming into the game. He had yeah. two assists tonight. Oh, there but you go. He's now the first Montreal Canadiens player under 23 to have back-to-back 50-point seasons since Saku in 1998, which oh. is a friggin' How's that Saku two decades ago. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, well, and, and uh, like I'm talking prime Saku Koigu for those that haven't that didn't see him before he, he lost his knees. Oh, oh, so I lost that's bo hockey. So uh, we're seeing that from from Suzuki, but we're also seeing some pride, and that's what you need from guys like Josh Anderson and and yep. Belzil. Like that goal that that was scored, <laughs> I felt so bad. First of all, Chris Weidman, who I'm like, oh yeah, Chris Weidman's playing, scores his goal in like in the game that everyone will forget about the goal. No one will also, he, he doesn't the have third. the goal anymore. Uh, they oh. gave it to Ulanen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Weidman makes that play. Oh, man. Sucks to be Chris. And he's the nicest guy. <laughs> man. <laughs> but you're right. Belzil on that play. Like, what a phenomenal he, he, play. He and then did, like, like, essentially, but AHL version. So that kind of pride, man. You want to see that. You want to see some pushback. You can tell Pizzetta was kind of annoyed, too. So... It's healthy, man. You don't want to get destroyed every night. So that late game rally didn't hurt them. It no. added a little bit of pride, and that's what you want to see. And they keep on playing with pride. I think that's like the, the take home Chris that I Weidman. have for this game. <laughs> I know, poor Chris Weidman. But like on top of that play by Belzil, which was such a great play initially to set up the scoring chance, which he didn't score, but to stick with the puck and then continue the play, man, he's just so smart. I want him to be an NHL player. I he is. Let's like, I know, no, but I mean, like, like continuing, you know, oh. there's lots of guys who are NHL players who just don't <laughs> get the chance to continue to be. I want him to be on an NHL roster. I don't even care if it's for the Montreal Canadiens. I want this guy to earn some damn money for how good he is. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I'm with you. And just following his career, he was always the guy that when they're like, you're a good story in the AHL. And he's like, no, no, my story's not over yet. I remember the first 
like uh 5000 word article I wrote for the Athletic was about this guy's going to make it to the NHL by hook or by crook and I think my last line was but don't bet against him making against the NHL or you'll look foolish like everyone else they took it out my editors like this will make you look foolish <laughs> but anyways all that to be said Alex Bez has been playing great absolutely great question here from M um if the Habs finish fourth what is the furthest position they can draft it would be six so they can only drop down two so essentially yep. what it is real quick first lottery Top uh, 10 teams, whoever wins it goes up 10 spots. Okay. So um, top 11. 11. 11 can go, can up, go to up to one. one. Sorry, you can move. Yeah. Um, and then the second lottery is essentially the same thing, but that other person is already locked in. So if they're first, that second lottery can only go two to whatever. And if they're third, they can go over it. But the Habs can only drop twice because there's only two people that can move up. Does that? Yeah. Does that? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, a, it's way more complicated than that, but the Habs can drop down to sixth at worst if they're fourth. Right. That just like last year, they can only go down to third, which was like exactly. the, the big deal in finishing first, right? Like that's the main um, advantage, more than just the numbers. The main advantage is not being able to drop down yeah. below third. But, uh, I should say Arpin, Arpin saying that uh, Pitlick went to the hospital. Yeah, I saw that. Unfortunate. Uh, you know what I did appreciate about that play, though, was Devin Taves immediately stopping playing and yeah. and uh, making sure that he was OK. Obviously, he's not OK. That was a rough hit into the boards. How skater, how fast of a skater uh, Rem Pitlick is, and then just that little push, and he loses balance. That's all it really takes. Yeah, like, that's unfortunate. I, I want to say dangerous play from Devin Taves, but I, I don't even think it was that dangerous. I think he was just – sometimes accidents happen in a high-speed sport, and yeah. I, I like the good sportsmanship. And – one thing that I will bring up, and then we'll just leave it there. We don't need to get not into Chris it. Weidman, but... eh? <laughs> no, not Chris Weidman, eh? But... Did Chris Weidman lose his assist? <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Chris Weidman. <laughs> oh, God. But if you injure a player, like a devastating injury, yeah. if you didn't mean to do it, mm -hmm. and there's no malice behind it, you stop and at least look. Yeah. Remember Zidane Char after Max Pacioretty yeah, and how he said it was an accident. Yeah, yeah. But he was ready to fight Bull immediately. Yeah, he was, he was turning around to brawl. Yeah, absolutely. What you want to do at all times is do what Nick Ehlers did um, when um, Fuckface there hit him, hit him uh, when uh, hit, hit Jake Evans. That was clearly a dirty play, but the house yep. players lost their minds and so did the Jets. And they were all skating over a, like a limp Jake Evans. Nick Ehlers was the only one. And I'm going to remember protected that forever. Him. That protected him. So, like, yep. man, Nick Ehlers automatically became one of my favorite players for that move. That is, Same. especially when you're like your brothers are fighting, that is some upstanding, not just hockey player, human stuff. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I do love the gentlemanly conduct that uh, from, from Ehlers, from Taves. I love that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just, I don't know, it's good for the game, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, obviously, there's some stuff to get to tonight. I will say, we got a good uh, reminder here from Dina Zulu says, don't forget to like the show. Uh, definitely like the show. If you're yeah. here enjoying the show, maybe share it on your favorite social media as well. Help more <laughs> people find us and uh, help the algorithm spread our show around YouTube so more people can enjoy it. Help you know, we our have some algorithm. Fun here. Help our algorithm, please. Exactly. We're asking you. Here at PBS, we need your help. <laughs> oh, man. I feel so bad for Chris Weidman. I can't believe <laughs> He lost his goal after all that. Not only will oh, his man. goal, would it have been forgotten? Now it's officially <laughs> erased from history. You know what, though? He's not a minus. One of the few players tonight who's not Atta a minus. Boy, so. Chris. Good boy. on him. And you know what? I, I, I obligate to say 
it. He's genuinely a great person. Like, genuinely a great person. I shouldn't be laughing, but uh, it hasn't been a kind season for... Uh, no, for no, it has. It's been a rough one for him. And I think <laughs> we all expected that he wouldn't see nearly as many games as last year. He but was an insurance have, policy, yeah. He, yeah, but to have as many injuries as they've had and still have so few games, that's that's kind of rough for Chris Weidman. But you know what I will say? Uh, not to knock him specifically, but just because <laughs> Kay and I are beefing now, oh. she went to a game... It might have been Caden Gooley's worst game of the season. Yeah. Well, okay, it but I will rough. say this. In the first period, you got walked a couple times. I mean, let's be perfectly honest there. First of all, Saval lost this guy like seven times, and that was the reason the play stayed alive. He did. And he failed to well, clear it. The Bowen Byram goal, yes, Gooley got walked. I think oh, he got caught he had, flat-footed. But there Savard seven just, mistakes before it. Savard, no, but like Savard was in the middle oh. of the ice <laughs> and just chose to not engage at all. He was like, oh, well, I got to cover the other side. Nobody was there. Yeah. Like shoulder check, man. Like I don't, both and of them Gooley were pretty had been brutal on the ice, tonight. I think for a minute 45 before he got walked there. So yeah, yeah. It, it really wasn't his, his best game. That's clearly Kay's fault, but I'm going to go. Clearly Kay's fault. Clearly Kay's fault. Yeah. Um, I'm going to rewind it there and point to Savard who has done a great job considering his skill set. I will say this, but he should never be facing, you know, top opponents. It's just not. Unfortunately, it's it's a situation he has to do right now, but that has never been his thing. So, um, yeah, he looked really, really lost, like like 1990s in a mall without cell phones type of loss, because that was a yep. thing we had to deal with back in the day. And you're old, so you remember. I do. I do, because I'm old. Thanks, Kay. <laughs> I'm just going to escalate this. It's going to be the rest of the season. I'm going after Kay, our most loyal <laughs> booster yeah, right? and listener. I'm just I'm coming for you, Kay. Right. Never going to forget this because <laughs> actually I will because I'm old. Yeah, exactly. I'll forget it by tomorrow. <laughs> Andrew starts sundowning <laughs> pretty early these days. So, yeah, no no problem there. Hey, how about that Dennis Gurionov? Um, not his, right? Not, not, not like his best game overall, but he's putting pucks on net, Andrew. That's what I'm so excited about. Um, I think he's up to about 12 shots per 60 at five on five, which is great. Like that's where Gallagher usually is. So, Lots of rubber towards the net. He has games where he's invisible, then he just shows up, which fits the script. But well, he's I love consistently like at the top of the uh, the play driving chart as well. Like his positives yeah. in well, relatively because the Canadians aren't in the positives, but positives in uh, in shot attempt differential, positives yeah. in expected goals. You know what he's giving rebounds. me in terms he's creating of creating rebounds, Andrew. That's so important, yep. so important that he's created that second chance opportunity. So. <laughs> no, K can't even defend herself right, right now. Cope and seethe, shouting out Steve Dangle uh, on the SDP there. Um, Gurianov also, what he's giving me right now in terms of like impression, I see a less physical but a little bit more creative Josh Anderson. And, you know, obviously it would be unfair to say, hey, can you be as physical as Josh Anderson? Because he's pretty damn physical. Mm-hmm. But if he can develop his playmaking to a level that's better than Josh Anderson and score like he's scoring right now, putting shots on that, getting chances like he shots, does. Shots, 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 shots. Exactly. As, to, quote, uh, to quote the 21st century poet, Lil John. Lil John. Um, it, it, I don't think he has the same drive as Anderson in terms no, of like no, no, the fire. No. But I just mean in terms of scoring chance generation, offensive but, generation. There you go. But I will say this. I think he actually has better hands. Like we saw Josh Anderson oh, yeah. today. He's been creating a lot of breakaways. 
And I swear to you, I love Stu Cowan, but he's, she wrote, you know, if Josh Anderson scores on every breakaway, he'd be better. Like, yeah, I understand, Stu. You wrote the same damn thing about Arturi Lekkanen. If players did better, they'd be better. We get that. But Josh Anderson's creating those scoring chances. And I went back and I looked at all of Guryanov's goals. And those type of breakaways, he would have scored on those because he has better hands. Like, he, he maybe can't get to that position as often. But I'm excited to see what he can do with maybe a little more open ice because um, he can score some nice goals in the breakaway. I just don't think he can turn. <laughs> like he's, no. he's, he's he's a hockey player. You remember the old school like stick hockey players? That's Guryanov. He sticks on a straight path entirely the entire time. I don't ever really see him as like a more than a 20 goal. Like that. that's probably his peak. But hey, man. It'd be unlikely to, to develop past then at 25. If, exactly. if it happens found money right huge yeah. but if he can just be you know like replace anderson's scoring kind of thing like the wish if they end up moving of, anderson of josh anderson <laughs> exactly but maybe a little bit more playmaking talent right yeah. where he might be a little bit better on the power play that would be an extremely good move for the montreal right. canadians overall and you know a value move at like what 2.9 qualifying offer if that's what the 2.9 is, is qualifying but again yeah you can there's many options you can avoid that so yeah, yeah. even andrew even at 2.9 who gives a a, a flying banana kick like what, are, are the habs really that hard up you carried the you carried that like there's so much dead weight here i think it would be a sin to let that kind of potential walk away because of previous mistakes you fix those mistakes and you bring in the talent that's where i finish on the whole and the shots man lots of shots i'm excited to see that because the abs do not generate a lot of shots it's as simple as that this is true they need more guys that just fire the puck and you know i will say like we're talking about josh anderson as if he's gone He's not gone, and frankly, he's still no. playing his best hockey. Oh. Got his twentieth of the season, first time. He's in making four me years. look like a bit of an well, more of an idiot than usual because he's by like <laughs> you just said, playing his best hockey, and he's adapted. His style is, is versatile, so yeah, absolutely. He's getting it done. I, I've I enjoyed like I noted in the first period, he was getting himself lanes on zone entries, creating uh, spaces to mm-hmm. receive passes. He's utilizing his his. his his line mates, which is, is mind blowing for Josh Anderson. It's a huge change. And it's the kind of thing where, you know, we're now over a year into the Marty St. Louis era. It takes time, especially with older players to adjust their game. They don't we've seen to. a lot of growth from Josh Anderson. And I, I think we can't like, we can't overstate that. Right. No. And he responded to Martin St. Louis again, essentially called him out and said, like, the energy is great, but you're doing the Andrew Shaw thing where you're just wasting energy, you know, <laughs> at 100 miles an hour. So he, he, like you say, older players, it's not, it's also a thing of pride. Like they got to that point by playing this way. Why would you change it? Uh, you got to give huge credit to to Josh Anderson there. And modern history in our, our, our chat is talking about Saku Koivu, which I'm just excited to hear. As soon as Saku Koivu's name comes out here i'm i'm, I'm more excited i know that's the second time we mentioned him but we can go for a third saku koivu segment if we if we want to for I those mean, that didn't I, see it go go look at him in his prime man man he was, he was leading the league in scoring when he got his knees removed like that was man that was a, supposed to be a good year for saku koivu at the rate the colorado avalanche are acquiring all my favorite scandinavian habs players saku koivu koivu was gonna be... come out of retirement and be their second right? line center yeah, and exactly. yes i am kind of stealing that from trinka but those 
Eller and is coming back. Le Petit Viking is coming out of retirement. Le Petit Viking, exactly. So, oh yeah, there you go. They are, yeah, yeah. You did steal that from Trinka. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like Lekin and Eller were two of my favorite Habs, right? And like I've seen, yeah. I got a, a bit of pushback tonight talking about Lekin because you know when he got his standing ovation when the Canadians played their little tribute video and then he scored right after that. Video, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, the Habs can do better. They can. I but, know for a uh, fact they can do better. <laughs> of course they can. I mean, he was there for a long time. But, yeah. I, oh, he has a broken finger. Yeah. Trisex says once a hab, always a hab. It's the curse. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, two goals tonight hit his 100th career. It's because he shook hands with, with I think, uh, Suzuki before the game or Gallagher. <laughs> there, was like a, there was like a transfer, like rogue. But reverse, oh, man. Yeah. If the Avalanche start dropping like flies, we know. Although they've had their own injury issues Reverse this year. rogue, exactly, yeah. Lickenden yeah. brought it there, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, Lickenden scored his 100th career goal tonight, and there's a few people being like, oh, he wasn't that good. He's overrated now. And I was like, no, man. I know that people get upset when you talk about just, former Habs a little bit. Drop, but that. they have to drop that. Him and Eller are two guys that you and I, as people who covered the Canadians in a somewhat professional manner, uh, we really liked them because they brought things that were not as appreciated by most people, mm-hmm. and at times struggled to score. Also, didn't get very many opportunities to play on scoring lines. Mm-hmm. Both players demonstrably proved their critics wrong in immediately like huge, immediately yeah, like just, immediately <laughs> boom stanley cups just immediately <laughs> right and like i'm sorry i'm too petty to not take victory laps about no, that no. I, I and i will continue back. to do so i've been holding back andrew but i remember quite clearly articles coming out even on a publication the athletic which was essentially like they were telling me about it you're not going to like this article saying arturi lekanen is is the epitome of why the canadians are a bad team and i i had to hold back so much because i was going on the radio defending them you know print on tv etc arturi lekanen is a litmus test for intelligent analysis that's the way i look at it if you don't appreciate what he brings that's fine that's absolutely fine but you shouldn't be analyzing hockey because you don't see the forest for the trees and by saying you need to get rid of Arturi Lekkonen because he doesn't finish enough you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater because all the other good stuff there's a reason smart teams target guys like Eller and Lekkonen they're not your stars but they're your insulation and they're the ones that yep. allow you to focus on your foundation the insulation so now we're in a we're building a home here we're building a home and Arturi Lekkonen's that very, very important installation. If not, your stars freeze. There you go. I'm just going to... 100%. And, like, yeah. for years and years, like, my big thing about Lekkonen was give him an opportunity to be the mucker like, on a yeah. skill line, like and a, he's like going to make that year. line way better. Yeah. Lo and behold, what did he do last year with the Canadians whenever he was on a skill line? Scored friggin' goals, and then goes to Colorado. He's a first-liner for the, almost the entire playoff run, yeah. his first wave power play, mm-hmm. which and, he stopped getting in Montreal after his rookie season. Yeah, which was crazy because he led the team in scoring chances that year. Um, yeah, I, I just I feel like now when you're building the Canadians, you need to look for obviously there's guys that are stars there, but I think guys like Owen Beck. I, I know a lot of people are expecting him to be like a breakthrough ninety point guy. I don't who, really see that. Who's I've seen expecting that? <laughs> 
Who's expecting that? They need oh, to calm well, down. I, I was just expl- I was just exaggerating to make my point here. I'm, okay. I'm <laughs> lying. I'm lying, okay? <laughs> Fine, I'm lying. You got me. But uh, I just see him more as a, like, a defensively responsible guy that can you know probably hold the opposition at bay because if you're scoring 15 a year, but you're stopping them from scoring 30 a year, you're probably more useful than the guy, than the Patrick Kane on the top line. You know what I mean? So guys, especially like Owen, Patrick Kane now. Yeah. Yeah. Literally he's the best example. So guys like Beck will hopefully be the insulation for guys like Caulfield and, and Lane Hudson and uh, uh, you know, Nick Suzuki, obviously. Yeah. Trizak mentions that Lekkonen had dinner with Gallagher and Evans last night. See, it's the food. The injuries are in the food. He says, yeah. you know what? Maybe it's like Freaky Friday, but yeah, they 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 transferred their uh, their pain there. Sorry, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, we we talked about like uh, good sportsmanship and all that, and I don't really like. I'm not saying anything bad about uh, Michael Pozzetta because he got run into the boards and he just got up and tried to fight. But man, watching uh, the potential of Mike Pozzetta going after Bowen Byram with all the concussion issues that he had. Immediately, like once I saw who the two were that were tangled up, my stomach dropped a little bit. I was like, "Please do not wreck this kid." Yeah, and By- like, Byron. Well, he he held on for his life. That was the right, like that's the right call, yes. man. Just absolutely no. It's the same thing when I remember seeing Evans fight at some point this year, and I got it. He was so pissed off, like he was the one that was really. Everyone else had given up, and he was like, "Guys, like, let's do this. We have to. We're millionaires, you know. We get paid a lot to play hockey game." And I get that part of it, but yeah, part of me I was like, "Oof, I know his concussion history." So yeah, yeah. it can be and like, to watch. Again, I don't blame Pazetta because Byram did run him from behind, and yeah. you can't really do that and expect the guy not to get upset. What I was kind of shocked by was that nobody from the Avalanche stepped in. Like you saw how quickly Johnson jumped in when Caden Gooley like shoved. Nathan McKinnon, but like, and I get it. McKinnon's a scar, a star for sure. But like, if I'm a Colorado Avalanche player and Bowen Byram's getting into a fight, I'm t- and you're winning eight to four, whatever it is. I think it was like take seven. Take the extra man in, yeah. Take the instigator penalty and get that kid out of the fight. Because I didn't see who was on the ice. So you know what I mean. I like didn't either. Yeah, I could, but I know I get you. It's just like Chris Weidman would do it. With he's the, not yeah. big. You know yeah, what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Chris Weidman will, will go to the war for any of these guys. Exactly. That's, he is genuinely a good guy, but with the Avalanche, what, it's like three quarters of the roster are all elite. So you're, you got to pick true. and choose there, buddy. You got to pick and choose. But I mean, I mean, you just do like rock, paper, scissors real quick. Worst guy, <laughs> worst guy on the ice goes in for Byron because like, man, I just, with all the concussion issues that he's dealt with in his young career, I just don't want to yeah. see him get con- concussed again. That's just like health of the league kind of thing. And yeah. I really like the player. And you don't really want to see anybody go through that. Like, head injuries are no joke. Speaking of which, like, Rem Pitt, like, uh, I know that he went to the hospital. But, man, I feel like he's one of the guys that uh, he's not getting talked about a lot. But going back to the minors after playing essentially this the whole year with the Habs, that's rough on the ego. Never complained. He was great for the Laval Rocket. And he when he came up, like, he's not putting up a ton of points, but he's outscoring half the lineup. He's putting in the effort. We know that for sure. This like the 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 processor doesn't always catch up to the skills, but I think Rem Pitlick has been probably a, a underspoken story for the Canadians. I know it's not like that exciting, but we have to give him credit for for what he's done this year and the attitude he's maintained. So yeah, hopefully and, it's not a concussion, and hopefully he's okay. Yeah, hopefully. Like obviously, we hope that he's okay. Kay just dropped into the chat from the bar. I can't wait for you to watch this show, Kay. Oh, in, she, in its entirety. She's going to get your ass. <laughs> she's gonna, she, you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to wake up to some tweets tomorrow, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I think yeah, there's exactly. not much else to talk about with this one, Mark. I think we'll keep it short and sweet. Um, 
Yeah, there's like that's we we've covered it all, I think, except for oh, we didn't talk about the Mike Matheson goal. Another guy like he just keeps impressing. I think that Mike Matheson changes the complexion of this team like to to, to the extreme. But one of the the fun things that Martin Saint Louis mentioned today in the presser, like they wanted to give credit to Matheson and classic hockey guy. He wanted to you know Saint Louis redirected to his other players. He was saying, I want to see more defense from the offensive guys but more offense from the defensive guys and I'm, you got to be careful with that because <laughs> it's kind of pulling them out of their but uh, like I think it was just a rule of thumb that he wanted to say you know he wants to maybe calm down the Mike Matheson hype Matheson changes the entire complexion of this team he does he's best in transition he's the best at supporting the attack he take he should get called for more penalties when defending one-on-one that's like his one issue but overall Mike Matheson is just so important for this team and he's important for the forwards like he's one of the few guys that can actually launch the attack and 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 the guys are excited to play with him so for guys like Gooley and Harris and Barron seeing him on the ice giving the, the like the, the first-hand example it's important it's very important I know a lot of people wanted to trade him but um you need you need some guys that you know, we talked about leadership from Joel Edmondson. I'll say this, watching Mike Matheson play is way more important than having a guy in the locker room saying like, good game kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my true. my view on Mike Matheson as a leader. He's a leader on the ice and that's what matters most. Yeah. King of the North says, did you see the broadcast blunder on Sportsnet at the end of the second period? No, I had to mute I, it. I'm sorry, I, Gary Galley, but I had to mute it. <laughs> I think he actually tweeted this at me on Twitter. Uh, I didn't see the video of it, but I guess they like accidentally went to the wrong camera my oh, screen just went black mics? oh those are always no dangerous. no no. like the cameraman was like walking away like leaving or something like that he, he could explain it in the chat better than i can because i didn't see it what i did hear as well is that uh, before the game in the pregame which i didn't watch so i'm paraphrasing what i heard but i guess the sportsnet panel said that the canadians had to figure out whether slavkovsky was a center or a winger and i'm like you never watched any games this season did you <laughs> like he's a winger Everyone left, knows. Okay, he's a you winger. could say left winger, right winger, because he played both in Slovakia and he played, but no, no, there's no center. No, like not no, a center. That's not a thing. One thing that Adam Dyer mentions here, actually, um, Jaden Struble. So there's a few yes. guys that the Habs will have to well, okay, Northeastern could make it into the playoffs, but they're ranked 20th, so they're probably not gonna get the draw. Um, there's Struble. There's also um I believe Frederic Decau is is or Dichau is ready for the gnome, he's ready for a contract as well. His his rights expire. And Tony Sund, who is Adam Engstrom's partner, his his rights expire. So it's really only Jaden Struble. I look at him as like a, yeah, you sign him, but maybe, temp- or maybe you try to go the Laval Rocket route with him. Like he just never took the next step offensively. He's got good offensive instincts. The production wasn't quite there. The defensive positioning is questionable, but there are few humans, uh, humans in the world that are more, of a uh, physically fit than James Struble. Like this yeah. guy, he can bench press buses. So like there's there's a lot of raw talent there. I think you ask Adam Nicholas if 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 there's enough to kind of work with and make him a good player. But yeah, so James Struble might be the next little bit of news for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, and uh, when does Harvard get eliminated there? Uh, well, they're like probably going to... That's an exciting one, right? They're going to they're gonna qual... Obviously, uh, so Harvard just... Um, just beat uh, Princeton. I forget. I sorry, it's been a long day, but they're going to keep going. Most likely, you're looking at um, for Sean Farrell is the last two games. That's the, the the longest that the Frozen Four can go. So the Habs have two games after the end of the Frozen Four, and Harvard might make it to the end of the Frozen Four. They have Henry Thrun, they have La Feria, like they have 
They have a really Coronado, a very, very strong team. So it should be a fun run for Sean Farrell, who I guarantee will sign a contract once it's done. And he's going to make his NHL debut this year. All right. That's a Mark Dumont guarantee. You got no, it. <laughs> zero, zero dollar value right there. <laughs> it, it's worth five shroot bucks. How many, how many, how many Stanley nickels to a shroot buck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah all right uh thanks everybody for tuning in make sure you like the stream before you go make sure you subscribe to sdpn we've got lots of cool content coming with you i think there's what 15 games left now i'm so sorry chris weidman. i'm so sorry chris weidman oh I poor just... chris weidman but you know what he's just a good guy and he really he's, is he's still playing in the nhl that's not nothing you know what so. what i love the most about him is that he always says i'd be paying to play with the boys beer league if i could like this guy legitimately loves the nhl and uh, not all the players on the ice do. There you go. And he and uh, Chris Tierney, maybe they can take an Uber together somewhere. And <laughs> hey, Chris, we have another 40 minutes. Powerful. Chris Tierney has been good. I'm going to defend him. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, here's the other thing. Didn't the power play score twice tonight? No, just once. The Guryanov goal. I thought the Matheson goal might have been power play goal, but no. All right. Anyway, the power play <laughs> scored tonight. That's not nothing either. There are things that happened that, is not that nothing. were kind that is of fun. Something. That is something. Exactly. Yeah, anyway. They put on a show for K. They gave us stuff to talk about. They didn't win, which means the Montreal Canadiens are in a very good shape for the draft lottery. When you're this looking at true. guys like Mishkov and, and, and Benson and, and, and Lavoie, and obviously there's Fantilli, there's better players involved there too. Will Smith, there's a lot of talent available for the Montreal Absolutely. Canadians. A lot, a lot of talent. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you. Well, I'll see you again tomorrow. Because apparently there's a back-to-back. I didn't know yeah. that until the game started tonight. And they mentioned there's oh, yeah, a back-to-back. Yeah, they're playing against Pittsburgh tomorrow. Oh, and also someone mentioned, they keep mentioning one flying banana cake. I don't know. I was trying to say Crazy Town Banana Pants. But I got a little mixed up there and I said flying <laughs> banana cake. Okay? These things happen. It's live. It's a live production. So it's happy an old Crazy Banana thing. Pants to all of you. It's an old person thing. You wouldn't get it. All right, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.